Good morning. Welcome to our time in the Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tuesday morning, February 23rd, and I'm glad to have you along. I'm down here in Gainesville, Florida. I preached on campus yesterday, and um, it was a it was enjoyable to be back out there, although the, there are very, very, very few students on campus. We had difficulty getting much of a crowd. It was mostly believers with only a few unbelievers gathered, gathered around and listened in briefly. But we did have a good day, and it was good to be back contending for the faith and um, proclaiming loudly God's truth in the middle of the public square. And that's always been my, uh, one of, that's been my life motto since 1980, taking it to their turf. And so we like to be where there's people on the turf, but we take God's word to the people. And that's what Jesus did. He came to us. That's what the apostles did. They went to the people. And we want to figure out how to do that. And even I want to learn how to do that on this digital platform. So anyway, thank you. And the good news there, Dan, uh, we are glad to hear those down in Texas. Uh, the blizzard is over. What a terrible, terrible situation they had that where they were unprepared for. And uh, we are glad that um, the better days are ahead and warmer weather is returning. Things are thawing out. We pray that all their infrastructure and utilities and everything will be restored quickly and they can get back to life um, and lead productive lives. Amen. All these things remind us of God. And, you know, earthly trials remind us that our, heaven, our home is really in heaven. And so I'll say that again. Earthly trials remind us that our home is really in heaven. Today's verse from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says this, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. And, you know, it again, 1 Peter is a book of trials. It's a book of persecution. It was a book of difficulty. It was a book in which Christians were going through hardship. It was a book in... Uh, in which they were being marginalized, the time in which they were being marginalized, and which they were being blamed for things they didn't do, and uh, people were turning against them. And it was a difficult time. You might think if it weren't for God, the church could have uh, been, been uh, you know, wiped out at that point. But there is a God. And because there is a God, the church will prevail. The truth will prevail. God will prevail, even though there are periods that seem like times of setback. You know, this is one of the important things of life, isn't it? To realize that, that God's promises, they always come true, but they don't usually come true in the time frame we're hoping for. And we need to remember that so that we don't lose our faith and so that we remain strong in faith. Of course, the, the example of this would be Abraham. They were, Abraham and Sarah were promised a child. And it was, he was 75 years old at the time. She was 65 years old. They thought, we better get busy. We don't have long left. And indeed, it got to the point where they couldn't have a child. But when Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90, indeed, God gave them that miracle child. God's timing was not what they expected. And, and uh, the miracle of that child, Isaac, and to this day, we talk about it as an example of faith and perseverance because... He believed God. He did not grow weak in unbelief. He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and saw a miracle happen. So we want to be always remembering, and always the people of faith, remembering Abraham and Sarah, people of faith, because sometimes God's blessing, they will always come, but they might not come in the time frame we hoped. And Peter reminds us the end is near. The end of what? Well, the end of the world. And 
I don't know about you, but you know, there's been different times in my life when I've been more cognizant, more aware of the return of Christ. I got saved during the Jesus people time, the seventies, and we were all very much talking about the return of Christ quite often and uh, had certain expectations of what time it could be, you know, how long until, the, you know, you start doing timelines of the rapture and the return of Israel and you start coming up with time frames in which you expect Christ's return, which we have now passed. But, you know, God didn't give us time frames. He, he said you can know certain seasons. You can know uh, whatever he says, always be ready. One thing I know for sure, the end and the, re the return of Christ and the end of the kingdoms of this world and the establishment of God's kingdom where Christ reigns, it's closer now than when Peter wrote this. It's closer now than when I first believed. It's closer now than it was yesterday. Every day we go on, history is going to a, 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 an end. History has an end point in mind. God is at work. God is at work. He's moving towards his completion date. He's moving towards uh, when it's all kind of come to a climax. And every day we move along, we're moving towards that. And so we're told in 1 Peter chapter 1 to fix our hope completely on the grace that we brought to us. Here he says, because the end is near, keep sober. Keep sound judgment. Keep an awareness of what's going. Don't allow the worries of the world or the joys of the world. Don't allow the difficulties of life that could weigh us down or the excitements of life that could get us so excited. Don't allow either of them to become so preoccupied with them, so much a part of what we're thinking that we lose sight of this ultimate climax of history when Christ will come back. As we say here many times, that's the finish line. That's the end goal. That's what we're aiming for. We want to run the race to be winners on that day. There may be times it seems like we're knocked down, Times it might seem like we're a little out. Times it might seem like we're behind. But remember, this is a this is a marathon. The finish line is when Christ comes back. The finish line is when we stand before him. That's when we want to be winners. And we, we run with that goal in mind. We persevere. We hang in there. So he says, have sound judgment. Have sober thinking. Keep perspective. Don't get caught up in things. Do this for the purpose of prayer. Why, why is that important? Because sometimes we can forget to pray. And as time goes on and we get closer to that finish line, it's more important than ever that we be in prayer. Remember, Jesus said, pray that you won't fall into temptation. Pray that we won't fall away from the faith. Pray that we will remain strong. Pray that we will keep perspective. Pray that in, in difficult times, as we get closer to the return of Christ, pray that in those difficult times, we remain faithful. And so we remain like this in prayer. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it also adds this, that we should encourage one another, be in fellowship, encourage one another. He says, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Folks, the day's drawing near. The day's drawing near. And so we want to be people who encourage one another. We, what does that mean? It doesn't mean just slap you on the back and say, how's your day going? Encourage means you instill courage into a person. That's what the word literally means. When do you need courage? You need courage when you feel like giving up. You need courage when you're facing danger and it seems difficult. You need courage when you would otherwise, when discouragement or a lack of encouragement would, would paralyze you and cause you not to continue faithfully to the Lord. And so what do we need? We need to be instilled with courage. 
as difficult times come upon us, as trials come upon us, we need to get we need to have the courage to face those things with faith, with triumph, knowing we'll prevail, with a winning attitude, and that's what we need to instill in one another. And we get that from one another. We get that through prayer, and we get that through the Word of God. Okay. Now, one thing I do want to say about the return of Christ. <clears throat> you know, a number of years ago, I began to travel the world more. And I realized that some of the things that, that as Americans here, really, really seem like big, 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 big issues, sometimes around the world aren't really that big. The return of Christ isn't just about America and our place. It's about what God's doing in the whole world. And so just because we see difficulty and hardship or persecution in America doesn't necessarily mean while well, the end is right here because you know this would precede the the, the the return of Christ. It's part of it. America's a part of it and we are a big part. We're a big country and there's a lot of Christians live here, but we're not the whole thing. We're facing, for instance, now, you know, let's be honest, we're we're facing difficult, growing difficult times in our country. All these things about the pandemic and we're just wondering, you know, what what in the world has happened to our liberties and freedoms? Uh, we're, we're facing some pretty radical change in our in Washington. Uh, some of you've heard about this Equality Act, which is going to be voted on in the House next week, and that Joe Biden has promised to sign, and we've got to hope that the Senate doesn't pass it, because it would just, it, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it sounds good. Who, who could be against equality? But basically, the, the, the things that are snuck in, you know, lots of times politicians what they will do is they will take a few outrageous examples and and they will open up the you know the, the you open up the barn house door the camel gets his nose in the tent whatever it is you use an outrageous example that no one could really be against and suddenly then you can say what in the world happened to our culture when this equality act passes the, you, it, it's just unbelievable I, I don't have time to go into it today but it, it opens the door including in religious institutions, Christian schools would be required, required in uh, charities, uh, women's shelters, homeless shelters, um, locker rooms, bathrooms, everything would be required to let anyone, you could still have a men's room and a women's room, but if you identify as a woman, if you're male, you can go in any, you can sleep in the women's shelter overnight, you can, you can disrobe in the locker room, you can, uh, on and on and on. I, this is not my point today. My point is we're facing some really bizarre things in our country, some radical cultural transformations that that shake the very foundations of how God created us and made us and how our society has grown and prospered the way it has. And as we think of these things, it, it uh, uh, again, it's whether it's the camel's nose in the tent, whether it's the open the barn house door and everything's out, whether it's the Trojan horse that looks good but hidden inside or all kinds of other uh, catastrophic things, we're facing this. Does that mean the Lord's returning soon because America's going through these things? Well, it means we better be sober-minded. We better pray. We better encourage one another. We better be strong. It doesn't necessarily mean Christ is coming back, although it could. Remember, the end is near. The end is at hand. It's closer now than when Peter wrote this. It's closer now than when you first believed. It's closer now than when you first understood Christ is coming back. Don't lose heart. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you in Jesus Christ. This is That's our home. 
That's our reward. That's where we ultimately look to be winners. Whatever we get here on earth, kind of icing on the cake. We want to be real winners when it comes to that day. So today, we want to pray for this. We want to pray for our country. We want to pray about this Equality Act. And I encourage you to do a little research on it if you like. Um, I, I will post, tell you what, I will post underneath here some articles that you might be want to read. If you, I will post them uh, on the YouTube site if you want to check some others out. And be alert, be in prayer, be concerned, be courageous. I want to welcome anyone who's new with us today, and I want to thank you for joining us. And make sure you do hit the like and subscribe and the notify button. Make sure you subscribe to my email newsletter at TomThePreacher.com. And keep up with what we're doing. Pray for our ministry and so forth. But for now, let's go ahead and go to prayer, okay? Oh, Father in heaven, we pray to you today. We thank you that you are moving in history. We want to thank you, Lord, that history is not just what people are doing. But most importantly, it's what you're doing. You started this world. You were there at the fall. You were there in the prophets and kings of the Old Testament. You were there at the flood. Jesus, you were there when you came to earth, obviously. You've been there throughout history, throughout the last 2,000 years. And we thank you that you have a, an agenda, you have a plan, you have a purpose, and you are bringing it to conclusion. Lord, it may be soon. Father, it may be in our lifetime. It may be something that we are on earth when, when Christ returns and every eye would see him. We may be a part of that. And if so, Lord, we would rejoice. We pray we'd be ready. We'd be on the lookout. We'd be alert. We pray we'd be living life in such a way that when you return, we'd not be ashamed. We'd not be embarrassed. We'd not feel like we had neglected to do what we should be doing, but we'd be ready, ready for our God to return, ready for the triumph, ready for you to vanquish the kingdoms of this world and to establish your kingdom, the kingdom of God. We pray, Father, that we would be working towards this. We'd be hastening the coming of the Lord. Father, I, I know that you won't send Christ back until every soul who's to be saved is saved, until the spiritual house of living stones that you're building is built. Help us, Lord, to add to that. Help us to add people into your kingdom. Help us to see every everyone who's to be saved to be saved. You said we should look for and hasten the coming of the day of the Lord. You said it would come when this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nations, and then the end will come. And Lord, this is something we can be involved in. We know, Lord, I, I, I can't change you know, what nation becomes a nation or what kingdom rises up against another. That's part of a prophetic puzzle that I have no control over. But Father, you've given us the power to take the gospel to every person. And so we pray for this day. We pray for world missions. We pray the gospel of the kingdom would go forth to all the nations of the world, all the peoples of the world. We do pray for a great harvest in these latter days, in our country and throughout the world, a great ingathering of souls into your kingdom. We pray, Father, you'd raise up many mighty evangelists, many mighty church planters, church leaders. We pray, Father, that there would be the, a, a great advancement of your kingdom. Father, we pray for us that as days, the days in which we live in, if they, if they do in fact become darker and darker leading up to your second coming, that we would have courage. We would be sober-minded to understand the times we're living in. We'd not be swept away by worry or fear. 
I pray, Father, we would not be, that we'd be sober-minded, we'd have sound judgment. I pray we would be people of prayer, that we would be ones who, who have a good understanding of what's happening and what we should be doing in the midst of it. I pray, Father, we would encourage one another. I pray, Father, you would be using this very live stream I do to encourage people to be strong, faithful, to stand firm, to be well-informed, well-equipped, to be filled with the joy of the Lord, knowing, knowing that our reward, our redemption is drawing near. And Lord, that no matter what happens around us, though 10,000 will fall at our side, yet we will stand because the Lord is our refuge. And in, as we've prayed many times that we have something the world did not give us, the world cannot give us, and the world cannot take it from us. I pray, Lord, we would not lose it. I pray we'd not lose our joy, our faith, our courage in these days. Father, we pray for our nation. We, we, we are both grieved, concerned, even alarmed at the things, Lord, that are happening in our country so quickly, right before our eyes. Freedoms that, are, are, that were once cherished that just seem to be no longer valued. Uh, distinctions, cultural understandings that are, that are being transformed radically right before our eyes. Father, we, we, we think of people who have rejected you, people who, who have exalted humanity as their God and have rejected the living God. And we believe, Lord, we, we, we believe our, our culture has been going through this, this transition for quite some time and it just has accelerated dramatically here recently. And I pray, Father, that in the midst of this, and it's happening when we're all locked down and independent, I pray, Lord, that we would be people aware, alert, people of prayer, people who speak up, people who know, Lord, I don't, we kind of know, what do we do? We feel powerless, so we just come to you. We ask you to confuse those who want to destroy. We ask you, Lord, to thwart their plans. We ask you, Lord, to set them against one another. I think at times Israel, it, they were outnumbered. They didn't know what to do. They, 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 they had no hope. They cried out to you and you, you confused their enemy. We ask, Lord, that those who are bent on destruction, bent on secularism, bent on humanism, bent on sexual, radical sexual immorality, Lord, we pray you would confuse them, set them against one another, thwart their plans, defeat their agendas, we pray. We pray for our country, our families, our children, our grandchildren, to be able to live in a country, Lord, that has basic understanding of natural law and God's law and would not be people who, who, who run headlong into the darkness because they're rejecting the light. We do pray for a great revival in our land. I pray, Lord, you be, use me even on the campus today and use each of us to give us divine appointments, direct our steps to people, Lord, who would re receive and believe. We pray, Father, I, I, I don't have access to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi, to talk to them, witness to them. I pray you bring someone into their life, Lord. <clears throat> bring people into their lives to warn them, to challenge them, to lead them to Christ, to lead them to repentance, to lead them to true faith and a God-honoring faith. But Lord, we commit them to prayer. We pray you would do that. But those within our sphere, Lord, I pray you'd help us to realize the end is near. We'd not be passive. We'd have an urgency in reaching people with the gospel. So we pray this today. Fill us with your joy. Help us to stand strong and upright today, Lord. I pray 
no trial. If, if it knocks us down, it wouldn't knock us out, Lord. I pray that today we would get back up and be strong and persevere and be running towards that finish line where we will reign with Christ. We fix our hope on this today. We pray these things and bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, thanks for being with me. God bless you. I, I so appreciate the, the, uh, the community we're developing that come here day by day. I appreciate the n names I see, and I, I, I know there's a lot of people who tell me they watch every day, and I've never seen their name on here. So if you want to identify yourself and say tell me you're watching too, I always enjoy seeing and hearing from you. Help spread the word. We, not need, we need to be encouraging one another in the word every day. It's not enough. In our, it's not enough, no longer enough. Just once a week won't cut it. We need to be getting in the word and praying every day. And uh, this is my attempt to help serve others. And I pray that our, our tribe will grow mightily. So help spread the word on social media. Tell your friends and family. Make sure you subscribe, notify, hit the like button. God bless you, okay? You have a great day. I love you guys. Be strong today. Be encouraged. Be sober-minded. This could be the day. You never know. God bless you. Bye-bye.